from days of long ago. From uncharted regions of the universe comes a legend. Now make sure you say my name right. It's Latine. See, I talk about things other people are scared to talk about. What they're afraid to say. When I walk into the building, you know what they whisper to each other? This is Robert Latow from BlackSportsOnline.com, and you're listening to the Ugly Truth Podcast, where I don't tell you those pretty lies. I tell you the ugly truth about what's going on in the world of sports, entertainment, and viral news. We're just a couple of hours away from Game 6 of the NBA Finals, so I wanted to get this podcast up because it's relevant uh, to the NBA Finals, which could be over tonight. We will have to see. Also, hello to everyone on Facebook Live. This video will be up uh, on Facebook Live. We're only going to talk about two things. We're going to make it real quick. Uh, the first thing that we're going to talk about are is what people ask me about all the time. Ask me about this all the time. Why are the questions at the NBA Finals so bad? Why are reporters so terrible at asking questions, specifically uh, at the NBA Finals, but in general, just overall? Well, there's a couple of things that you need to know. First off, reporters have been bad at asking questions since the beginning of time. Uh, they've never been really good at it. I don't exactly know why. They can be, Well, I do know why. But reporters in general, if you go all the way back when it first started, they were just written. It was just print. You know, things started off with newspapers. Uh, there was no TV. There was none of that. You just wrote. So the written form and the verbal form and the video form and the radio form, that's all, you know, different type of mediums. What's happened is, is that now in 2019, you just can't be a print reporter. You just can't be a radio guy. You just can't be a TV guy. You just can't be a podcaster. Uh, you have to be a little bit of everything. That's why someone like, and you know, no shade, Adrian uh, Wojciechowski, you know, he's good at breaking news. He's terrible on TV. He's he's gotten better. I will give him that. I mean, through repetition, uh, you get better. But he's not really engaging, you know, on TV. That's also why some print guys have become better TV guys because now more of your personality can show out. Like Stephen A. Smith uh, was a longtime, you know, newspaper writer uh, but then you get him on TV and now you see his real personality is expanded out and it, it works for him same thing with Skip Bayless who's a longtime newspaper uh, writer wrote books and things like that it's one thing to be controversial in print it's another thing to be able to carry that over in the TV so what does this all mean for why you guys are seeing terrible questions on TV well first off the thing that you need to understand about reporters uh, specifically sports reporters, is a lot of them are very socially awkward. You know, a lot of people don't grow up and want to be sports reporters. They want to play sports, uh, but because they're not physically able to, uh, they end up becoming reporters. So at that point, they already kind of have like a little bit of a groupie mentality uh, toward the athletes because this is what they wanted to do. Reporting in general, if you really think about it, is an outsider's point of view. 
you know, it's not something that you are actually doing. You're actually talking about something that somebody else is doing. So you're actually making judgments and being critical or giving praise uh, from a distance, you know. So it's a really weird job because most jobs are hands on. If you're a mechanic, you know, you are fixing the car. If you're a doctor, you know, you're doing the surgery. If you're a chef, you're cooking the food. But the media in general, uh, please hold, please hold. Housekeeping is coming. I'll be right back. Ah, I was talking about um, reporters. So a reporter is not someone that actually does the job that they're talking about. So it doesn't matter if you are a political reporter, a food critic, a fashion critic, a sports reporter. You are talking about somebody else's job. So it's already a little backwards in and of its sense. You know, athletes in general don't like the media. The reason they don't like the media is because they're the ones that are out there doing all of the work. And then we're the ones that sit in our nice comfy chairs and talk about it. So it's always been this acrimony uh, between media and athletes. And normally the questions have been bad for a very long time. Now, the reason that you're really only seeing it now is because we live in a different medium. 10 years ago, 15 years ago, and even on a daily basis. You don't see all of the questions the media asks. I think recently what's happening is is that now everything has become national. And what I mean by that is if, say for instance, uh, Oklahoma City is a good a good way to, to, to start this. Say for instance, um, Russell Westbrook was not playing right now, but he played 20 years ago. Uh, well, I guess it would have been the Sonics back then, but let's assume it was Oklahoma City. 20 years ago, Russell Westbrook get into it uh, with the reporter in Oklahoma City. You know how many people would know about that? Just the people in Oklahoma City. Today, if Russell Westbrook all of a sudden is not answering questions from, from one reporter or has an issue with one reporter, guess who knows about it? Everybody. Because there's always someone with a smartphone. There's always someone with a video. It's always up on social media. Uh, the NBA has now, you know, they, they videotape everything. They're showing all of the press conferences. You can see it on multiple networks and streams and everything. So now you see all of this stuff and all of these interactions, interactions that you didn't see, you know, before. So that's why I say things really haven't changed. It's just now you're really getting an insight into what's been happening with athletes and reporters basically since the beginning of the time. Now, specifically for the NBA finals, if you want to know why you're getting such bad questions, I'll tell you why. Now, I'm partially to blame for this. Now, even though it's not my fault specifically, I am partially to blame for this. The, the big difference between now the conference finals and the NBA finals is that obviously when you're doing a conference finals, you're doing an NBA finals, you're getting a more broader base of reporters. You're not just getting the local guys or, you know, ESPN has local guys in each uh, city and everything. You're getting a big, a wider reach, so to speak. And what they started to do was, and I'm not exactly sure why they started to do this, um, was instead of the way it used to be done is you would hear a question from the back, <laughs> And then the, the athlete would answer the question. If you wouldn't know who was saying the question, they wouldn't have to give their affiliation or anything like that. You just ask the question and then somebody would answer. So unless you knew who their voice was, you didn't know who, who they were. Uh, at some point, that changed to where they would put the camera right on the reporter. The reporter would say his name and affiliation. So you would know who was asking the question and where they were from. 
and then they would let the athlete answer. Now, what that did, unfortunately, depending on your perspective, is it gave a outlet for reporters who were trying to be superstars, so to speak. It it gave them an outlet where now their faces were being shown and they were able to speak and try to get, you know, go viral, quote unquote, themselves. Now, the reason why I say this is partially my fault is they started to do this a few years ago. I've been covering NBA finals for five years now. Uh, three years ago, uh, jokingly, not really trying to do anything out of the ordinary, I asked, you know, Kevin Durant about um, his trash talking with Rihanna. I got a reaction from Steph, got a reaction from, from KD, uh, blew up on social media. I was on CNN. I was on all types of, yeah, good morning, America. All of this stuff, you know, my face was being, you know, shown. And I got a lot of brand recognition for, for BSO, uh, you know, because of it. Now, I wasn't doing that for that. I was just doing that because, honestly, and this is the, the God, the honest truth, the questions, it was like a blowout game. The questions up to that point were were god awful. They were just terrible. <laughs> so I was trying to, you know, kind of lighten the mood and, and and just have a little bit of fun with the interaction. So it blew up. When that happened, I uh, immediately one thing that I noticed was at that point the way I was seen with the NBA and other media people uh, changed. All of a sudden, I became the guy that, you know, if they needed something to break up the monotony, they would want to, you know, go to. I also saw other reporters try to mimic, you know, the way that I was asking questions. Now, just like anything, if you try to mimic somebody else, uh, you're not going to do it the way that they do. And the fact that I'm not acting, this is exactly how I am. It's how I talk all the time. Uh, it came off as insincere and, and didn't come off very well. So from that point on, there was always a amount of reporters, and you can see it almost in every press conference, practice, or whatever, that are trying to say something to make themselves go viral. You know, like like just yesterday, somebody asked uh, Kawhi Leonard, you know, about, you know, math was his favorite subject, and did he have a favorite teacher at elementary school? <laughs> I mean, it was an obvious attempt to get him to kind of open up and say uh, something viral, but, you know, it didn't work. You know, it's, it's, it's part of what people want now. It's part of what networks want because at this point, talking about the game is kind of secondary to the drama. So now, before, where you would get probably get in trouble for those type of questions. Now they're being instructed, hey, you got to give me something from Kawhi. You got to give me something from Clay. You got to get Draymond to, to say something. But see, it's the only way I can explain it is that it's been gentrified. It's it's been gentrified, and it's a little bit of annoying. And I know it's annoying for you as fans. I know it's annoying uh, when you hear you know Mark Schwartz from ESPN, and you know it's going to be a bad question, uh, a fishing question, a setup question that. It isn't even that good. I know it's annoying for you guys. It's annoying for me to have people ask me to ask questions because I'm not. That's not how it's supposed to go. I ask questions if if I literally have something to talk about. If I don't have anything to talk about, then I'm not going to ask a question. But to have people come up to me and say, "Hey Rob, could you ask a question? Hey Rob, could you do this? Hey Rob, can you do that?" It's a little bit annoying because, like I said, it takes away from the authenticity of what you're doing, and that's a problem. 
And honestly, like I said, they have very bad people skills and very bad social skills. And they can't read a room. <laughs> you have to be able, and, and this just comes from, I don't you know, I just don't think they, you know, when you're kind of raised in a bubble, you don't really get to see a lot of different people. But you, you have to be able to look at people, catch their vibe, catch their feelings, and then realize, you know, if I ask them X, Y, and Z, how they're going to react, you know, to this. Like, Clay wasn't in the mood to be joking yesterday, and people are, you know, trying to joke with him about the Splash Brothers. You know, might want to hear that. It's, it's, you have to stay on, on topic, read the room, read when it's okay to go a little bit on the softer side, when it's a little bit more on the, uh, the, the, the basketball side. Also, and this is, this is, Really, the bad part that you would think for reporters, writers, uh, TV people, that they would be good at this. But phrasing is so important. You have to phrase your question right. We all are trying to more or less ask the same thing. It's how you ask it. I mean, that's 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 common sense. It's, It's not what you're saying. It's how you're saying it. If you get an argument with your girl or you're trying to discuss something with it, a lot of times it's not what you're trying to say. It's how you're saying it that's causing, you know, the problem. And that's what's really, the phrasing is, is really bad. You know, using the Draymond-Drake situation as an example, I don't think Draymond would have had a problem answering the question. It's just when you use the word scuffle instead of discussion, then, you know, that, it's, just, it's just phrasing, you know, issues. So it's really bad. Uh, I don't think it's going to change Anytime soon, you're probably only get 20, 15, 20% good questions. The rest are going to be trash. Um, but that's why. If, if you just want to know, they're just, they're, just, they're just not good people. They're not good around people. <laughs> so I just, they're just socially awkward is the really only way. You can see it. Like you just, they're, they're good in their own media cocoon. But anything outside of that, they, they seem nervous. And I don't know why you would seem nervous. It's, you know, it's just, they're just people. You know, say your question with some, some authority, you know, not, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I said with base in your voice, but, you know, say it like you mean it. You know, get it out of your system. Don't be like, ah, and and all this stimmering and hammering. Just get it out. It's very frustrating. Um, the only last thing I want to touch on was this uh, Anthony Davis situation. Just want to let you know that he is definitely getting traded uh, by the, the draft. It's happening. I don't, you know, it's, it's, it's looks like it's going to be the Lakers. It's not a guarantee they can throw a curveball uh, at the last second, but it is definitely going down. He's definitely being traded, and I think the Pelicans are going to get a really good haul uh, out of it. And if you assume that Zion won't be a bust, uh, the young Lakers that they get, and maybe the the, the secondary All Star, be it Bradley Beal or maybe somebody from the Bulls, the Vine. Uh, they could be a pretty good team um, next year. I think. I think they're going to get a, you know, Anthony Davis is a, you know, he's a he's a top ten, top five guy. So you know, you it's hard to replace those. But you know, they're going to get four or five guys that are are good, and you know, draft picks that are good. And like I said, assuming that Zion's not a bust, I think they're going to be okay. Uh, follow me on Twitter for Game Six at BSO. Uh, you're on the Facebook right now, Black Sports Online, the Instagram, BSOTV for the IG uh, stories. We'll see what happened at the last game of Oracle. I'm out.